Hi, this is Anthony Hitt. I'm excited to be coming to your home soon. For 25 years, you've been coming to Inman Connect. Now, Connect is coming to you. Find details at Inman.com. Hi, this is Brad Inman with my Daily Dispatch. The other day I got a bag with some chicken and a leg of lamb on my doorstep. It was not from Whole Foods, not from DoorDash, not from Delivery.com, not from Zillow, not from Realtor.com, and not from Open Door. It was from my local realtor. No card, no expectation, but exactly what I needed because my realtor knows me. Never before have smart, caring local realtors proved their value than right now. Who are the winners when this is all over? Zoom and my local realtor. Today, I have a great cast of characters to discuss using technology during these times and how tech startups are doing during the COVID-19 crisis. I'm really happy to have with me a known Inman community member, Constance Freeman, who is the founder of venture capital firm, Modern Media, which specializes in real estate. Do I have the title right, Constance? Modern Ventures. Oh, I said, what did I say? <laughs> We're not a modern, media. That's you guys, Brad. Oh, okay. So it's called Modern Ventures. You know, let's get, let's get our act together here again. Great thing about this is we can be fallible. Um, and I got Jared Kessler, founder of Easy Knock. Jared, do I have that name right? That's right. Thank you. Good. We're, I'm one and one here. And um, I've got with Jared, which is really exciting for me because we always talk about consumers, is Jennifer Jamison from Euless, Texas. Is that, do I have the name of the Texas town you're from right, Jennifer? That's correct. It's in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Oh, good. Like a suburb of some sort? Yes. Oh, fantastic. And just to set the stage here, Jennifer is a customer of Jared's Easy Knock program. And they inspired me to have Jared on was when I heard about <clears throat> the program um, that Easy Knock was offering. And I'll let Jared in a, a few minutes uh, describe it. Um, was it seemed like it was potentially a way for consumers and others, maybe even real estate agents, to get liquid at a time when everyone's telling everyone have as much liquidity as you can. So um, I'll let Jared explain that a little later and make sure I got the facts right. Uh, but also I think what's interesting is how some of these tech startups um, at this given time, this moment, are delivering so much value. And we're seeing it in the digitalization of the transaction and all other ways, but I think some of these funding alternatives that are popping up are really could be useful. So we'll see if uh, my notion is correct. But Constance, let's start with you. Um, modern Ventures, not Modern Media. Uh, what's the lay of the land for tech companies right now? How generally, and let's use startup land and as much about real estate as we can. Um, I mean, they're suffering like everybody. Um, give us a lay of the land if you can, Constance, of what's, what, what you see out there. Because as you know, it's a big part of the Inman community. Yeah, of course. So, you know, as you know, um, we've been investing in tech real estate since 2008. So, you know, certainly been through these cycles before. And I think what you see out there are a couple of things. One is, there are, well, I guess as, as a result of us having gone through the cycle, whenever we're looking at companies, we always have a criteria of what happens in a downturn. 
And, you know, we've been in a big up rise for a long time. And, um, but inevitably there's always going to be a downturn. And so those companies that have built models to take advantage of that are obviously going to um, flourish right now. And, and you'll hear from Easy Knock in a little bit about, about them. Um, you know, and then there's companies who never planned for it and they're, they're going to be in real trouble. And um, we don't know how long this is going to go. It might be a V. We all hope so. It, and it might go, you know, certainly much longer than that. So, you know, I think with those companies, they need to really think about what is what is right sizing mean and, you know, how do they survive? And, and then, you know, what always happens in this time too is that, um, you know, disruption brews innovation, right? And so when we're gonna see this downturn, we're already seeing companies that are addressing things like this pandemic that we didn't even think about before. We're seeing companies that are addressing clean air, addressing um, you know, UV lighting to help uh, deal with germs and um, you know, all these other you know, sort of uh, work from home solutions, all these other things. So you know, we're gonna see a lot of new innovation, a lot of new ways of doing virtual showings, things like this that you know, were around before and always had interest, but maybe now we'll pick up. And Tell you know, me this. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, lastly, the other thing that we're really seeing from some of these companies that, um, you know, in particular in our portfolio, I'm really proud of is some slight pivots to really create value for people yeah. in this time. And, you know, it might be like, for example, we've got a company called Task Easy, which does external lawn care and snow removal. And that was always good for vacant properties at all open doors, you know, inventory, they have all the single family rental inventory, um, a lot of consumers, but, you know, right now they're doing sanitation. They just pivoted their 14,000 contractors and started doing sanitation. So public spaces, vacant, vacant properties, idea. things like that. Um, I, I must have had at least six people say to me, uh, I'm thinking of starting a company that helps sanitize a home before an yeah. open house and after. And I said, I bet there's one out there. What is the name of that one? Just because I think that's a great one. Yeah, it's task easy. Could they actually do that after someone had an open house or before? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, in great. particular, they're doing that for vacant homes. Yep. Oh, I love that idea. Let me ask you this. And I just was, I've been through this. I raised a lot of money for a home gain and then for an ebook company, then a video company. And it was always interesting the venture guys, when things were good, spend, 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 acquire customers, acquire customers. And then suddenly the first ones to say, lay off people, lay off people get rid of your expenses, get liquid. I mean, they were crazy people. Like, give me a break. I mean, tell me this. So the venture community has grown up this time around. And, and that, you know, because that, that when you have that buzzing in your ear as a founder, yeah. uh, and it's it's totally like, you know, and I've read some stuff where venture guys said, I saw this coming. I want to meet the guy that saw a pandemic coming. Um, yeah, right. Seriously, <laughs> have, have, have venture people, and I know you're you're not like that, but have they grown up a little so they don't drive founders crazy? Well, I will tell you what, cash is king. Like, that's it. <laughs> but it so, wasn't two months ago. And that's it always, right? Whether you're don't doing worry, really well Jared, or you're I'll, doing really I'll bad. I'll find your next round. I'll find mm -hmm. your next round, Jared. Go, go, go. Spend. Yeah, so cash is king. And so, you know, but, but like in an environment where you can raise a bunch of money pretty easily, grow, grow, grow. In an environment where we don't know what the hell is going to be around the corner, yeah, you got you got to conserve. And, and but, so what, but wouldn't it be better to tell the companies, okay, I want you to spend, but I want you to set aside some reserves for tough times, which I've never in my life heard a venture guy say or venture woman say. 
Um, well, because it's not the best use of our capital, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, I think that that goes down to, you know, as a startup to really picking the right founders. I mean, like I had yeah. this conversation with Jared last week. I said, we're, we're, we're behind you. You know, like they're, they've got plenty of capital and plenty of interest coming in, but you know, to the, to our founders, we say we're, we're behind you. We've got those reserves for you because we told you not to. And, yeah. and so we'll do that, but you know, but and that's, but, the, that's the key in your job, right? To stand yeah. behind the founders. If you pick them, then it's kind of like, you know, being loyal to your spouse. If you pick them, stay loyal. Yeah, that's right. And so you find the right, you find the right partners to do it. I mean, I always tell people, you know, capital is capital, but you know, what you really want are good partners. Let me ask you this. I didn't mean to ding you. you. You know the you know the road here. You um, how about someone that's in the middle? And we'll ask Jared. I think Jared's in the middle of a round. Is it kind of scary to be if you haven't closed that round? What are you seeing in the capital markets? It all you know. I always say the stock market flows down to the venture guys eventually. Is is um, is are you seeing out there just generally? It's hard for these people in the middle of a round or need that round suddenly, is, is it hard to close? And is there a different set of metrics for the startup that they yeah. have to meet that maybe they had to two months ago? Well, I think that it, again, it depends on the situation. It depends on the company. Um, you know, we had Hal Alfred raise a huge up round two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Two <laughs> weeks, know? wow. And you closed. You and closed. They closed. And wow, congrats. Term sheets are coming in for a lot of our other companies and, and they're fine. Now, you know, a company that was cash strapped and didn't make, make their metrics where maybe they still would have raised a couple of weeks ago because people would have had faith, they're going to have trouble. So as a venture capitalist right now, I mean, we kind of look at this and say, you know, there's a lot of deals that have been done at valuations that they shouldn't have gotten done at. And that's, uh, you know, that's, that's just a result of too much capital in the or a lot of capital in the market and people doing deals uh, in industries that they don't necessarily understand. And we've certainly seen that, you know, in real estate the last couple of years. Yeah. And you know, when, whenever there's a correction like this, there's a, there's a correction in the market and you know, the ones, the companies that are killing it and doing really well, they're going to be just fine. And, you know, that's easy knock and that's, you know, other, Alfred and that's others in our portfolio, HomeSnap and, and Icon. And, you know, the ones that are struggling, <laughs> if they don't find a smart pivot, if they didn't conserve that cash that they need, they're going to, they're either going to get a major down round or they're going to go away and they probably should if that's the case. Yeah, I just saw a term sheet yesterday for an entrepreneur where um, a company had to come in, a venture firm and you know, there was a lot of bleeding and they were running out of money and they sent a term sheet across to the founder that was just, uh, you know, as an entrepreneur, you just made me sick to your stomach because yeah. they put up some new metrics that are impossible to make right now. And basically yeah. the venture firm was going to wind up, you know, with more control, but whatever. Um, venture capital is really important. So I don't want to leave the message to the audience here. It's not not and sometimes in real estate people misunderstand the value of the community but all the innovations we're seeing right now in technology that's helping us through the coronavirus are all a result of people like constance and other venture capital who funded these companies a long time ago um jared let's move to you um i kind of set you up being pro-founder <laughs> pro-entrepreneur but uh tell me about um your product that specifically want to dig in with jennifer on and constance feel free to jump in here because you've got a good real estate view at any time. Um, Jared, tell us 
Easy Knock is venture backed. We've been supported by Constance, who's a great venture capitalist and other really big names. You're really well capitalized. And um, you were probably on a certain path and, and then suddenly this hit, but it, it just hit me that this product is certain timeliness, but I may not completely understand it. Can you share that and any other background that would help us? Yeah, sure. So um, Easy Knock has a product uh, called Sell and Stay. And what's interesting is we always had a different, another product called Movability that we always thought was good for real estate agents because we were, it, it was almost like a non-lending bridge product where hey, we become Karen, a renter. Maybe, maybe just start by giving the like broad overview of what Easy Knock does for people who don't know it. Yeah. Yeah, great. So um, Easy Knock is a company where um, we've looked at home ownership over the last 50 years and it hasn't really been um, innovated or changed. And what we believe is, is that there's a lot of people out there that want the benefit of selling their house without having to move and then creating other products for different needs for either people to get liquidity or have flexibility around their home. And Jared, let me just ask you a question about that. So I would want to sell my, maybe this is where we, in a minute we tune in Jennifer. I would want to sell my house and not move. That sounds like counterintuitive. Like I want to sell my house because I am going to move. You're saying there's circumstances under which I need the capital. So I want to sell or I can't move right away. Is, is it a combo of that? Yeah. So, so Brad, in some cases, you just want it as a bridge for your next purchase. And sometimes you gotcha. want to stay there for 20 years. And yep. depending on your situation, um, that's the point is we're creating flexibility and giving the consumer the choice. You can buy back your home. You could pay market rent and stay in perpetuity. Or you can move and then you work with a real estate agent and you get all the appreciation while you're living there. And because the way we do it is we give someone a certain percentage of the home value in the form of cash, and then we give them an option consideration. All that really means is whatever cash we give them, in the future when they sell the house, they get the difference between the next sale price and the cash we gave them day one. So they get um, all the upside. And they get all the upside, but they can also buy back if they want. So the home has always been in a liquid asset. It's, 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 very, it's very black and white. You either stay in your home or you sell your home. What we're doing is creating something in the middle where you have more flexibility and we're going to try to be, we're, we are in the moral high ground with the consumer where you have choices and we're not putting in fees and trying to buy houses at a 15% discount. Like I buyers, we're, we're aligning ourselves and weaponizing real estate agents. So Brad, to answer your question, sell and stay is a product where it's essentially, if you look at the commercial real estate space, a sale lease back, We've institutionalized the sale leaseback for residential homeowners. So we had tell a me about tell me the analogy of commercial sales leaseback because some of our audience won't be as familiar. But a sales leaseback in commercial works how, Jared? Just so I got it. You, you own a building where you own a property yeah. and you want to get liquidity out of it, but you don't want to leave, so you sell it to someone else and you stay. You become a renter of that property where a leaser, uh, you know, you lease. I got you. So, so I'm a renter in my own. Well, I'm I own the property and I have my business there. And then I use the sales lease back to get some, some liquidity, right? Is that how that works? Yeah. Yeah. And the thing that's amazing about the, in the, in relationship to the coronavirus, what we've been talking about is obviously horrific what's going on right now, but we originally had a product, uh, a non-lending bridge product called movability, which we have. And that's the product we always thought was going to align with real estate agents. But what we found is 
what that option allows people to do when we give someone cash an option is you don't have to feel like you're selling your house at the perceived bottom of the market now you can take some liquidity and wait for the market to bounce we can give agents a, an exclusive listing and then in a corona world where there's no buyers and where open houses are going to be challenging and people don't want people in their house we've decided that we're going to give agents another arrow in their quiver to sell for people that want to stay and then at some point they're going to move and hopefully they can help them sell that house too so they can get two transactions out of it and for the gotcha. consumer obviously jennifer is going to talk about her experience but we want everyone to have that experience that jennifer had okay, jennifer tell us tell us your story so you're in a you're in a suburb of dallas and somehow you came across easy knock uh you're not jared's sister are you <laughs> but, <laughs> no no okay I'm tell, not tell us sister. tell us why the heck you did this and how it worked and why it helped you out and thanks Jared. that was a good summary i i got it now Thank it takes you. me a while okay so my position was i was looking at needing the capital and i thought about putting my house on the market and selling it but I'm still uncertain of that. I thought, well, let's do some research. And so I found Easy Knock and they had the sell and stay where it provided me the choices that Jared was describing. The option to sell my house to Easy Knock and then lease it with the option to purchase, which is and that, that option that to purchase, wonderful. Jennifer, was an option to purchase back your house or an option to buy something else, just so I understand the flow here? The option to buy my house back. Hi, this is Laura Monroe, and I'm excited I may be coming to your home soon. For 25 years, you've been coming to us for Inman Connect. Now we're coming to you. Sign up for Inman Connect now, June 2nd to June 4th at Inman.com. So they basically, you were able to stay in your house. So you didn't have all that inconvenience, which I assume, Jennifer, you wanted to do stay in your house. I did, but I was also open to looking at uh, moving to, uh, you know, another house. So gotcha. I just was very uncertain and it was very convenient and less stressful to know that I could get the capital that I needed yet stay in my house until you know i could make a decision and then you had to pay rent back to jared right for basically yes. he kind of bought your house kind of not but you had an option to buy back your own house you didn't have to move you didn't have to pack all that stuff you didn't have to rent a storage locker and you you were able to stay in place you got the cash you needed i don't make it nosy but you had a personal emergency or financial you just you just needed the liquidity is it was that the reason you did you did something like this i did um my circumstances changed and i you know needed to downsize so yeah. um it was a financial issue for me totally and then you so you um got the cash that helped you through the tough time you stayed there as a renter paying rent to Jared, right? Did the rent, when they came up with the rent, and Jared, you can jump in later how you do this. Did, did it seem fair? Did it seem, oh my God, I, I get, was it the same as the mortgage? Was it, 
How did you feel about paying rent back in your own house? Absolutely. They actually priced the rent with, you know, local rent rates. You know, okay. it was comparable to what other families uh, lease for. And when also when they purchased the house, they gave me the price that I purchased the house for. So there was no, they didn't try to undercut that. So I was really impressed with um, the way they've handled things. And they basically help you cap the equity in your house. Is, is that a fair way of putting it? I mean, you had some equity, right? I did. Um, they did. I, I was able to access the funds I needed. And um, now I'm in a position to purchase my house back or I can put it on the market and sell it. And um, as Jared was mentioning, right now wouldn't be a good time to do to put the house on the market. So uh, the staying part is really important. I can stay until the market bounces back. Now, did you buy a boat with the liquidity or did you, <laughs> did you save it or did you use it for your, your needs? Um, and would you have that money to buy it back? And, and, and maybe we should walk through that too, Jared, how it works. Would, I, would you have to get a mortgage? How are you thinking about all that? Well, a portion of it um, I have saved and in the interim, it's been, I guess, eight months. Um, I've been able to put aside and, you know, Invest add, to, add to that to purchase the house back. Oh, good. So as I understand it, you could then just buy back at the price of the amount of equity you paid, right? And get correct. your house back. That's and correct. This, and so that must have given you, when we need liquidity, which a lot of people need now, as we all know, it seems, now how about the fees? Did you feel like they were reasonable? And um, was it like, oh gosh, I mean, you, have, you know, fees are, we all hate fees, right? How did you feel about that part? I didn't feel like the fees were overwhelming. I mean, of course there's going to be some fees, but they actually uh, were few and manageable. So they worked for me. I, I didn't think that they were outrageous. Oh, right, that's yeah. great. Right. Hey, Jennifer, I just want to, I want to thank you, Jennifer. You know, you got a couple pros on here. I, I've certainly been doing this forever and you learn how to be, we need to learn how to be smooth and, you know, all cool and get it together and wordsmith everything. I, I really am grateful that you came on and talk to me and you're very impressive and you really communicate with authenticity because that's what you are authentic. Um, and I really want to just thank you for being willing to do this because we in all these industries, we talk about the consumer, but we don't unfortunately actually listen to them enough. So I would like to thank Jared and Constance for bringing you on and also just thank you. And so I don't want to forget that because I'm in that classification of elderly. So I forget things. So I wanted to uh, just thank you. Um, Jared, fill in the blanks here. Uh, and, sure. and Jennifer, did you have anything else you wanted to add there? It's okay if you don't. Are you still with us? Um, yes, I'm still here. Did you have anything else you wanted to add? Or did you feel like you explained it? Um, I just wanted to add that uh, my experience with Easy Knock has been wonderful. Um, 
and I'm very appreciative for the product that they provide. Great. Well, thank you for that. I may come back to you about anything you might you might suggest they do differently. I'm sure you gave them some good feedback. Jared, fill in the blanks here of anything we may have, uh, you know, how any more color and how this works. And Constance, feel free to jump in. Yeah, the, the thing I wanted to just uh, highlight because everyone always forgets it, even the people at my company when they're when they're talking to cu customers, is when someone's paying us rent and you compare it to the mortgage, we're paying the taxes, insurance, and HOA. Uh, so, okay. so essentially, if you look at it on a net rent basis, it can potentially be cheaper. Um, yeah. The other thing too is, even though we buy the home from the consumer, when we give them a cash and option, they control the sale process. So when Jennifer said, I could buy back the home or I can move, we don't want to be perceived to be controlling that process. So Jennifer can uh, hire any agent she wants. She can work with, uh, she can sell it herself if she wants. She's in control of the entire process because she has all the economic interest when it goes to sell in the market. So when she talked about flexibility, she, didn't, she was indecisive about what she wanted to do next. So having the option to rent, buy back or move and then get all the appreciation I think that's really important because in a COVID-19 uh, world we're in right now, there's a lot of uncertainty and it's not, it's, it's great for the consumer, but also for agents too. It's giving them um, an avenue to find a new opportunity to give people a bridge. Uh, yeah, it really product. makes sense to me. Um, just at this moment in time, I don't know how you do afterwards. Because I read a lot about reverse annuitive mortgages over the years, a lot of scandals, and I go, oh, geez, you know, a lot of these things make me really nervous, um, and particularly when Wall Street's involved with Main Street, but uh, that's my own cynicism. But I think you've answered some, but let me add, Constance, so I'm a realtor, right, here in my community. I have, and Jared, jump in on this too, I have customers that I know don't know what to do, need liquidity, may have been laid off, um, I would think that, and, let, and let's talk about how the realtor gets paid, you know, beyond just being a service, it would seem to me this could represent an opportunity for realtors to go to those customers, not hustle them, not sell them, but hey, there's this option out there that if you need some liquidity, that this might be a way to go. Constance, what do you, can you imagine realtors doing yeah. that right now? Is it, yeah, is it cool, for, cool for them to do that, you think? What do you think? Absolutely. And I think that not only should they be thinking about that from a consumer standpoint, but also from their own business point of view. So what EasyNock is doing is actually paying commission to agents for their referrals. So an agent So I bring I bring someone brings Jennifer to Jared. I'm a realtor. And if I bring I say, Hey Jared, I got Jennifer here that's in a jam, she needs some help. You might be suited for what are you gonna pay me as the realtor? We're going to pay you uh, 2% of the purchase price. And unfortunately, we can't pay more than, it's the less of $10,000 worth of purchase price. So if you look okay. at the average home. Um, so it's, to us, it's better than obviously not having a nursery right now. Uh, but that's how our unit economics work. So we're willing to pay uh, $10,000 to uh, an agent. Who brings um, you one of these deals. And yeah, we'll send an exclusive listing. And then they'll get the back, back end too. Like if Jennifer decided to sell her home, that agent would be the agent for the sale. And maybe if she moved to buy too. So there's a potential. But I thought, get but I thought you owned the house. What you, oh, I mean, she might choose not to use you and might decide to sell it. We give control of the choice to the consumer. 
and we can help navigate them and point them in the right direction. But if someone refers us, an agent refers us, we're gonna insist on signing an exclusive listing and, and tell the consumer that this is part of the deal. I gotcha. And then is, is Jennifer paying that 2% or are you paying the 2%? Jennifer is not paying any closing costs in the back end, but she's responsible for paying that agent if she so chooses to use it. Gotcha. Go ahead, Constance. Um, yeah, so just to kind of be really clear about the economics for the agent, the agent gets that upfront commission even if they don't sell a home. And then they get that listing at the end when they go to actually sell the home later. Okay, so gotcha. So, agent, so if Jennifer decides, or no, Jarrett now owns the house. If Jennifer decides to sell the house, or what is Jennifer deciding here? I'm kind of confused. She's yeah, when she decides to move, right. the agent gets the listing back. I gotcha. Okay, gotcha. And so for an agent, especially right now, and I mean, this was, this was positive for them pre-COVID, but especially right now when... Yeah, I mean, no homes are moving right now, right? I mean, people can't even see a home. So yeah. no homes are moving at this moment in time. And I, as an agent, can earn a commission without even having to sell a home. So yeah. just for a referral. So I think this is a really positive thing for agents right now. And it'll be a positive thing even in an up market. So I always worry about anything too good to be true is uh, could be, you know, you know, the expression, but let me ask you, Jennifer, is there anything you would tell your friends about doing this? Like you may consider this doing it, but only do it if, or beware, any consumer beware that you would tell your friends, your mother, your sisters, if they were considering it, just how to think about it so that it benefits you. Any, any thoughts here at all? And if you don't have any, that's fine. But any, any thoughts, Jennifer? Well, <clears throat> the thoughts to be aware of, is that what you're asking? Well, beware of, like, if you're using something like this, if you were to refer a friend who said, oh my gosh, I need some liquidity, anything you would warn them, about, well, do this, but remember this and this and this, you know, that, that you know, consumer beware caveat that you're, you know, you, the consumer warning. Is there any, anything you would tell your family members or friends if they were considering to do it? Uh, not to say it's bad or negative, just... Yeah, do this, but make sure this is, make sure you understand X, Y, Z. Does that make sense? Okay, yeah, it does. One thing that it, it's a positive, but it could be a negative is, you, you know, Easy Knock is on it. They move quick. It's uh, stress-free, moves forward. So if you're uncertain about it, then, you know, you may want to do your research, but they yeah. will, once you start working with them, it's full steam ahead. And um, so, so you should have your ducks in the order ahead of time and make sure this is what you want to do. Cause suddenly you're not going to be the owner of your home and you're going to be paying rent to somebody else. So just think it through, right? Is that your advice? I think that's yes. great advice, by the way. Yes, but it's also a positive because I, in my circumstance, I, I needed it to, yeah. to happen quickly. And I, I, what I like about it, if it's true, it sounds like it is, that you still control the asset even though you're a tenant. You, you control what happens to it. It's not like you just let go of your house. Um, and I, I think that's really good. Um, Jennifer, thanks again for doing this. Uh, Jared, any last words? Uh, and where can people find out about this? Um, yeah, sure. So um, they can go to easyknock.com with a K. Um, they can 
email us at hello at easyknock.com. Um, the last words I'll say is, because Brad, it's actually, it's funny. A lot of people, we hear it, and to Jennifer's point uh, and your point, it sounds too good to be true. And I always tell people, just look at our customer reviews. We can't make that up. We have a 4.8 out of 5. We have the best ratings out of any of these companies out there because we know that we're not going to win if we're going to, if we're not going to do the right thing by the customer. We're, you know, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah, it sounds like it's not for everybody, but your, your challenge will get the word out so people at least available, have, have it available to them so they know this is an option. Constance, um, and by the way, Jerry, thanks for coming on the show and thanks for bringing a customer. Um, also, uh, as you know, Eamon's a big supporter of entrepreneurs and we wish you luck. Uh, Thank you. Know, you. The, the, you guys are making lots of change and um, that's what the industry always needs. Um, Constance, any last words on any, anything we've talked about here that we should think about? You know the Eamon community well. Yeah, I, I just, I think it's a, um, you know, like I said, when we look at companies in general, we look at where can, you know, where can the companies, how will they survive sort of in that downturn? And the only way they survive is if they're really adding value across the industry, right? And when you look at a, a company like this, they're providing agents with business in a time when there's not a lot of business to get. Yeah. They're yeah, providing consumers point. options. They're, they're helping to create, you know, the, the home ownership sailing and sales and buy process in a market where that's really tough right now. And, you know, in a technology from the entrepreneurs in the audience, you know, I think that there's a lot of value on either side of this too, that, that they can provide in these transactions. And so, yeah, I think that um, in general, you know, we're, we're really trying to look for companies that are adding value and, and, and this is one of them. Yeah, it seems very timely. Hey, uh, and as everyone knows, I don't like to promote or do commercials for companies and this isn't that. I just was intrigued that, gosh, what, what are people going to do during the yeah. deep freeze here? And how is, you know, how is my community going to make a living? and how do consumers who need to sell or want to sell or so I, I was intrigued by it. So we'll be watching you closely to see if all the dreams come true and if all the things you've told me are true. Jennifer, good luck to you and everything. And Jared, good luck to you a lot. And Constance, thank you always for being tuned into the Inman community and helping set this up. And uh, this is Brad Inman checking out.